Hi everybody. Hey. I'm Larry. I'm Emily. And this is Planet in God. So what are we doing today, Emily? So we are on chapter one of John and it is our Christmas challenge for Christmas this challenge. year. So what are we doing in this Christmas challenge? We are going to read through the book of John before Christmas. Or Don't the we end, end of the year. on Christmas? Yeah, I think we actually end on Christmas. The way we plan it, we end on Christmas. So it is a chapter a day, Monday through Friday. Now why Monday through Friday? So that we can give you guys the weekends to catch up. Yeah, if you skip a day, you can read on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, our weeks are busy. They, they can be busy. So. I get it. So by now you should have read chapter one. Um, and what we're gonna do is kind of go over our thoughts um, after, after reading it ourselves. So uh, join us every day as we do these. Um, we'll be following every, every chapter with a video providing our thoughts. And then, you know, you have the weekends. If you miss a day, you can always catch up there as well. Yes. Groovy. So, let's get into it. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Groovy. So, chapter one. The grand prologue to John's gospel. Or at least that's what a lot of people term the first 18 verses as the prologue. Um, any thoughts you want to share on that? Yeah, I really like that, you know, the way he starts it is in the beginning. You know, oh, yeah. we see from some of the different Gospels that we've done for these challenges that it starts with genealogies and things like that. But this one actually, he goes all the way back to the beginning. And that beginning being Genesis. Yeah. John wants you to have that in your frame of mind. He wants you thinking about the beginning of time, not just the beginning of Jesus' life. Right. He wants you to go back to Genesis 1-1, and he's going to unpack how Jesus is God from the beginning of time. Yeah, which I thought was really fascinating. So it did take me back to Genesis, and I read through, you know, that beginning part. Yeah. So. Yeah, what's really interesting, when you do that, you see how it's God's words that brought things into existence, right? God wasn't out there waving a magic wand, he was speaking. The words of God spoke things into existence. So when you see that, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was fully God, it was the Word of God that executed What's creation. so cool about that, too, is that we see God's power in that, yeah. right? So not only do we see that he was in the beginning, but he is all-powerful. Mm -hmm. and outside of time and all these things. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, and one of the really cool things I saw um, from verse 5 in this, the first few verses here, is how we get this, the introduction to this sub-theme within the book of John about the light versus the darkness. And what's really cool is that sub-theme of light versus darkness you also see in Genesis with God creating light out of darkness. So it's it's really cool to see that kind of follow through both in Genesis and in John's Gospel. Yeah, I like that too. It makes me think of the Christmas lights. At Christmas lights? Really? What about Christmas lights? Well, you know, everybody's putting up Christmas lights right now, so... It's a little cold for that. Well, you know, and as believers, we all get together and we shine brighter when we're together, just like Christmas lights. 
Okay, interesting. Cheesy, I just, but interesting. That's what I thought of when I was thinking of lights right now. <laughs> there you go. John the Baptist. Yeah, John gets introduced here at the very beginning of verse 6. Um, and what does it tell us? What did you find out about John at these beginning verses? So what I think is really cool about John the Baptist is it says he's a witness. And then I looked yeah. up what the definition of a witness was. So obviously there's a bunch of different definitions, but I grabbed the one that I thought was most appropriate for this this yeah and it said a person who draws attention to the lord um which that is the goal that we have too right yeah. our our goal is to draw attention to the lord in our lives so i thought that was really cool and i know i'm kind of jumping at way way ahead not like oh, man. Time, but, um, it reminds me of the verse john three thirty, where john actually says he must increase and I must decrease yeah so what's really cool uh, we only get a few snippets of John the Baptist in John's account right because it's not John the Baptist writing this account it's John the Apostle uh, go back to our who what why when where video if you you don't you miss that one um, to find out more but what John, when we do see John step onto the scene and actually say something or do something, he's always denying that he's the Christ. He's pointing to the fact that he's denied that he's the Christ, and he's shining that light on who the Christ is. He's, you know, taking the spotlight off of him and going, no, it go belongs over here on this man. Um, that's really what John the Baptist does a lot. Yeah, it's really cool because we see that also in later chapters as well yeah. when John the Baptist gets brought back up again, right. um, especially with some of the disciples, which we'll get into later. But I just thought that was interesting yep. um, as well. And again, it goes back to this is how what we should be doing. Right. You know, that, that's a good application for looking at the life and ministry of John the Baptist is that he served the purpose of being a witness pointing people to the Messiah and testifying about the Messiah. And that is our role today. Right? Mm -hmm. Our role today is to be a witness to who the Messiah is and to point others to him, not to ourselves or not to a government, not to a person, to Jesus Christ. I find it interesting too that like when people say, oh, you're so good and whatever and whatever I'm doing and but I'm really like it's not me though yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's really Jesus he is the good in me and yeah. I owe it all to him for that so I know right and not only do we see the purpose of John the Baptist in these these first verses but in verses 12 and 18 we get the purpose of Jesus Christ for coming to the earth not on top of saving us from our sins he came to make those children of God by faith to make us children of God by faith and he also came to reveal God the Father to mankind. That's really cool to kind of see that we have the purpose of John the Baptist to point everyone to Christ and then Christ's purpose is to make us children of God and to reveal God the Father. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. Yeah. So speaking of John the Baptist, we get into 
the first kind of interaction with him where we actually hear John the Baptist speaking. One thing that I want to point out here is you have John the Baptist giving his testimony in front of the Jewish leaders. There's two phases that the Jews would do for a potential messianic investigation. And this is just good to have for a context. I'm sure I've said it in past years. But first, the, the Jews would observe a person. If they thought someone was being messianic or possibly the Messiah, they would just come and observe. They'd do that for a period of time. And then if those messianic claims found, were found to be of more importance, they would start asking questions and interrogating the person. And so that's what we see when we move into the middle of chapter 1. The Jew Jewish leaders are coming to him and they ask, Who are you? Right? We want to know who you are. And John um, rightly confesses, I am not the Christ. And then they ask him, Well, are you Elijah? Are you a prophet? Tell us who you are. And, and every time John answers, No, 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 I am not. Yeah, I find it interesting, too, that like they do say, are you Elijah? Why do they say that? Well, because they knew the scriptures and they know that Elijah is supposed to come before the Messiah. Yes, but when Elijah comes before the Messiah, and this is really interesting with John denying he is Elijah. When Elijah comes before the Messiah, that is before the Messianic kingdom. Right. Right? So John knows that there is one Messiah with two two appearances, two comings. The first coming, the Messiah must come to suffer and to die for the sins of the world. That is why John denies being Elijah, because he knows Jesus Christ hasn't fulfilled that piece of the prophecy yet. So the second coming, Elijah will come before him, and then he will come as king. Yeah. So it's really important to know why John denies being Elijah. I think it's interesting, too, like with knowing like the Pharisees and them all doing that, like they know the scripture, right? Right. But they don't truly know the scripture in no. their heart, right? Because that only way that was revealed to John was through the Lord. Right. You know? And you'll see Jesus will call them on the carpet of this many times that they don't know the scripture. Yeah. It's really cool to see. But then we get the um, within John baptizing Jesus. We get the fact that um, John recognizes that Jesus is pre-existent, that Jesus was before John, even though, like, logically and human age-wise, uh, John is six months older than Jesus. Right, and we know that based <coughs> on, um, in Luke. In Luke, that gives us that genealogy. But John recognizes that Jesus is God in the flesh, and therefore, being God in the flesh, he came before John. Yeah. Because he pre-existed. Um, and then we get into the account of the Holy Spirit resting, uh, descending and resting upon Jesus. This being a testimony to who Jesus is. He is God in the flesh. Any other thoughts on that section? I found it interesting, so kind of going back up to 31, where he's saying that he should be revealed to Israel, right? In the baptizing, he's saying... And that took me back to Revelation, which is where uh, Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? It's revealing Jesus Christ. And just like that, Jesus Christ is being revealed to Israel. And I think it's, I just think it's really cool that we can see the comparison here that Jesus Christ is being revealed to Israel. 
And then in Revelation, Jesus Christ is being revealed to Israel again yeah. um, through judgment. So another thought that I had um, between the verses of like 32 and 34, mm -hmm. I found it really interesting that God revealed to John the Baptist to know what he needed to know in the ministry that God gave him. You know, what's interesting about that, though, is that we see this with the disciples as well. Like, we'll see going on how when Jesus talks about his crucifixion, they don't understand it at that time, but later it's revealed to them and they know it. Yeah, he's preparing them for the ministry that he's, you know, working them up towards. And so I find it that in our lives, he's doing the same thing, right? We don't always see it all the time, but God is revealing to us what our ministry is in our walk with the Lord. You know, that's why the Word of God is living and active. It's, it's a breathing, alive document because I'll, I'll often, I'll read the same passage a number of times and it speaks differently to me. You know, I've... I've I agree. Recent example, I'm studying for a sermon I'm, I'm putting together and I was looking at Isaiah 14 and, you know, I've, I've read it and studied it before, but this time around, my eyes have been opened up. Oh, I got to go back to 13 more and see what's really going. And it's like, oh, I'm, my eyes are oh, being wide open for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. God reveals different things to us at different times. I think also too, so, so that we don't like just get knowledge bombed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And may have, you may have studied this one thing one time and learned something, but go back and restudy it because you're going to learn something different and then they just build on top of each other. And that's yeah, because I go back, really cool. when I think knowledge bombed, I go back to Daniel yeah. when God was revealing to Daniel um, all the things of like the end times and... Um, you know, he couldn't he couldn't do anything for days. Yeah. <laughs> that's knowledge bombed, you yeah, know? Yeah, he got knowledge bombed big time. <laughs> so that's what I think about, you know, if, if you know, we get knowledge bombed, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs>
and that faith being in the fact that he is God in the flesh. Right, John who wrote the book, not John the Baptist. Exactly. Because we've kind of been flip-flopping. <laughs> we have. It's hard to hear, yeah. But we see this with Nathaniel, right? Jesus having that faith-building conversation with Nathaniel, um, and that how quickly he responds to Jesus as the Messiah. And that just I think so interesting. their conversation is so unique. You know yeah. what I mean? And we can see God's intimacy. Yeah through it, right? Jesus truly knows Nathaniel. Right. And it's really it's really a amazing thing to see. Anything else? Any other thoughts? I, I think have, I have one more thought right, too. Let's hear your last thought and then oh, I'll share okay. mine. We'll close it up. <laughs> so no, my thought is that Jesus tells him there's going to be greater things that you're going to see. Yeah. Um and I just think that's so awesome. You know, when we get saved it's amazing when we get saved and there's so many awesome things we see. And I just think that this applies to us as well. There yeah. are going to be greater things through our walk with the Lord that we're going to see. And it's just a constant growth pattern of awesomeness. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I think I think we can really close out with and, and end here with Philip's words to Nathaniel. Come and see. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I think we would implore you to come and see, right? The fact of the matter is, is that we are a fallen, sinful people. We have done things and continue to do things that go against the Word of God and who He is. But God loves us so much that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. This account in the Gospel of John is just that. God in the flesh coming to save us from our sins. So. Come and see what came out of Nazareth. Follow along with us and learn that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that by putting your faith in Him, you can have forgiveness and eternal life. So that was so much fun and I am super excited to yeah. do chapter two with you guys tomorrow. You? Yeah, sounds great. Can't wait to do it. All right, we'll see you then. Bye now.